Hello, listeners. Welcome to Randomosity. I'm your host, Rand. First off, I would like to thank you for listening to my show. It really means a lot to me. If you haven't already, I would encourage you to listen to my previous episodes as they are all connected in this great circle of life. Also, another way that you can help out is called Listener Support, where you can click on the Listener Supporters link to obviously support me monthly so that I can continue to make episodes for you. Anyway, back to my episode. All right, this is Randomosity, and my name is Rand, and I have a guest here with me, and her name is... My name is Kelsey. Yeah. And so before we watched this movie, Halloween, the 2018 uh, sequel that rewrote all of the other sequels that came after the first one. And we really enjoyed that movie. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about what we liked from that movie and just, and also like theories behind it and even what we want to happen in the sequels that are happening afterwards, obviously. So do you have any thoughts that you want to start out with or... Uh, I just want to say that after the original, the rest are trash. So just want to point that out right now. And I, I, th- I believe a lot of other people already know that. So anyway, yeah, we could get, we could get started. All what right. do you well, want to start with? That is a good with? question. I have a lot of notes here because I was like watching it um, before recording this because I, I wanted it to be fresh in my mind before I was going to dive into things. And I did the same thing. Yeah, so so let's see here. Um, basically, Michael Myers is the boogeyman, and he's the embodiment of evil, in my opinion on that. And this is like, because I saw the first one after Kelsey told me, like, I should probably watch the first one before I watch the second one, just to get an idea. And she, like she said earlier, she said that um, the other sequels after that are just like, boring and like not worth your time type of thing and they i they add too much to the story and they kind of make it confusing yeah and i haven't seen it so i have no word in that but uh you can take your word from kelsey and that'll be great <laughs> yes take your word from me and you have no issues yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as i was watching the movie i noticed that there's like a lot of foreshadowing like especially in the introduction like it even had um the pumpkin that like at the beginning and how the pumpkin was like flat and then it slowly um kind of like um de-aged i guess like it just um um like kind of like with um dr strange when he was like um reversing time with the apple the same thing was happening with the pumpkin if i if you watch the intro of that one it was like symbolism of like a resurrection for michael myers like he was going to come back renewed and yeah, I was actually about, to, I was going to say the same thing, really? just like, it was just a, it's a symbolism of just, yeah, a, like, or like you said, a resurrection, mm. and how he's going to be coming back to pretty much mayhem. Yeah, I totally agree, and yeah, that's something that I just noticed, like, after watching it, I don't know, how many times did we watch it, like, four times, maybe? I've watched it four separate times yeah. in theaters. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I think I've watched that so that many times too and then finally i bought the dvd so i was able to watch it in my humble abode so it was really fun watching it and add lights on because eh. well i'm not scared so but <laughs> um it was just like convenient so i could take notes because if i'm gonna like take notes in the dark it'll be hard to see so same i did the same thing and i don't 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 normally like scary movies but mm. halloween is not a scary movie to me 
Yeah, I think it's like more entertaining and uh, it's, it's more of a suspense movie. Yeah, and also it's like one of those horror movies that's like it could actually happen. It's not one of those like ghost stories or supernatural or monsters. Even though his nickname is the Boogeyman, which is a monster, but he's more of a relatable person that could you could actually it could actually happen in real life. Real life, kind of like with the Nolan's movies, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. It's taken in a place in a place where uh, it could actually happen. Like a vigilante could take on the mantle of Batman and a realistic Joker that he doesn't fall into some uh, tank that changes his skin and, and hair color. It's Heath Ledger with scars on his face and war paint, basically. Yeah, for the most part, like that. Think that's why I like the movie so much. Just like the movie Jaws, I really love the movie Jaws. Mm-hmm. Just because that could be something that happened because they have found so many sharks mm-hmm. that are like the size of Jaws in the actual movie. Did you know that it was actually based on a true story from a book? Oh, no way. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. That's so interesting. No wonder I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was doing some research on that. And I was like, huh, wow. So the book that Jaws, well, the movie Jaws was based on a book and the book was based on real life. Like um, exaggerated, of course, there wasn't like a shark going on revenge and stuff like that but he was um he yeah um the shark was killing killing people like mayhem and stuff like that but yeah it was based on true story apparently oh shoot shoot. one thing that i found interesting like watching it is um i forgot her name (laughs) it was terrible for me guys i didn't put in the notes here but the main character laurie strode yes laurie strode thank you that's why i have you here (laughs) and but like her character on here it was kind of funny when the two reporters were coming in and they we're trying to ask her questions about Michael because in the movie they're trying to get Michael to talk, but he doesn't talk. And they even like show him the mask that he had. The and I have a theory behind this. I think the mask gives him power because he's nothing without it. It's like he's part of. It's part of him, and the mask is part of. Uh, he's part of the mask. The mask is part of him, and it's fitting that it happens around Halloween because a lot of. Ha- in Halloween, people wear masks. So, and, but my theory is like, like it gives him power when he wears it. Like, he, yes, he is strong and a brute-like person, but with him putting on the mask, it gives him more power to do what he wants to do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think I wrote it down, but I actually found a theory that was online. I believe it was a fan theory, but it could be totally true because it actually does sound really true but one of the theories is that the mask is crap what's it called anyway it has to do with kind of the basis of halloween like how halloween was originally created by i believe it was called the crypt spirit as so the because of the crypt spirit people would wear masks of like just different creatures or just pretty much anything to um confuse the the the, the crypt spirit oh, okay. yeah and because and, it's originally a christianized oh, like hmm. re- like holiday so that's pretty much the base of halloween that's true and even like uh, with uh if you go back with like william shakespeare like they do mention halloween in there but it's like all hallows eve and they it they just mention it briefly and like it's like what you said like it's a christian holiday like it it had some pagan roots in there but mostly the like the mask like you were talking about i did read up on some theories with like the mask that um 
in Halloween, it was like to hide people, like they were hiding themselves from um, evil spirits or just a way of like hiding um, their past deeds or whatever that was so they can not be detected basically. So Halloween was like a perfect time to wear masks at that time because apparently that's witching. Well, there's a lot of witches there too. Like that's like a holiday where witches are doing stuff. So it's like makes sense with like Hall one of the Halloween sequels, which doesn't count anymore. It's not canon, but one of them is like the season of the witch, I believe. Oh yeah. And that makes sense as to like um going with the holiday and the tradition that way. But again, that's not canon, so we're not so sure anymore. <laughs> they tried so hard in that one. <laughs> And it kind of made me make me laugh a little bit because they're because they're so absurd. Because even if you look back in the when they try to make the sequels, they try to make bring more character to the mask, which totally ruined it from the first one. So that's why they kind of canceled canceled the rest of them and just focus on the original from 1978 to 40 years later in 2018. Hmm. And but yeah, basically. Yeah, so the theory is that the Chris spirit is part of Michael Myers. Oh. So that's why like he has the he has the mask because they also pointed out in the theory that he didn't really have any expression of like sinister dislike. Oh, I really like this. It was kind of almost like a shock and awe, almost kind of like in fear also, but he didn't like it almost like he didn't have feeling either. He was just like this is pleasurable, but also a little scary, but mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh, well, I, I can probably keep doing this and like be okay. But yeah. yeah, that's about it with a theory about with the mask. That's cool. And I like how you were talking about with the mask. It does remind me of like, well, the origin of the mask um, and f- in the movie, because um, if I remember right, the directors or people that are writing the script for the movie Halloween, they're trying to. They're on a low budget, so they're, like, trying to figure out, like, what mask would work and what, like, um, costume the killer would wear. So it's basically a jumpsuit, and it's a William Shatner mask that's painted over, and the hair is just, like, all matted and stuff. And they they also cut the eye holes a little bigger yeah. for the William Shatner mask, and that's what they did. And, and now I'm, like, thinking, you know, it'd be really funny if they did, like, an audio dub of... Uh, William Shatner's voice as he is Michael killing people and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really funny. Because I already did like an audio dub that you can find online where they used Michael Myers, like the actor who played Shrek and Austin Powers. They used all his audio dub and put it in place of Michael Myers the killer. And it's just hilarious. If you haven't, you should look it up. It's really funny. That's incredible. So apparently that person has like a lot of time on his hands. So yeah. All right. Right now we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. I'll be back. And we're back. Did you miss me? Uh, let's see. Um, another theory is that Michael Myers can't feel pain. So he has a condition called CIP, which is conditional intensity of pain. Hmm. I think I spelled. I, I may have spelled that wrong. Yeah, I can't read your writing. A conditional, <laughs> con, gen, conditional, yeah, 
Yeah, we'll just say that it's CIP and hope you guys know what it means. <laughs> you can Google it. <laughs> yeah, anything you could look it up. But that's pretty much one of the theories, and that's why he, when he gets, like, stabbed or if he gets shot, like, he just kind of continues on. Mm. So that's one of the theories. Also, the other theory is that he's autistic. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. It's, so it's kind of like, uh, what's the movie called? It has Ben Affleck in it, and uh, it starts on A. Oh, yeah, it's called The Accountant. I don't know if you've heard of that movie. Yeah, I heard it, but I haven't seen it. It's not the best. But <laughs> anyway, it's basically talking about how um, mm. in the movie Accountant, it's Ben Affleck's character, and he's autistic. But from a, it's not the best movie. I apologize if it is. I'm probably going to step on toes when I'm talking about this. But You're triggering a lot of people. Probably. But a it, lot of triggers yeah, happening right now. <laughs> probably. I apologize. You can fast forward if you want to. But anyway, um, The Accountant was basically um, a movie about an autistic boy that grew up to be an assassin. To me, it was basically saying that um, if you're an autistic person, you can become an assassin. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but I'm like, why? <laughs> so that's all I got from it. It's like um, you see Ben Affleck's character. He grows up autistic, and he learns certain things, and if there's like something wrong with his like um, normal pattern in, in his everyday life, then he goes AWOL and doesn't work. So... And there's even, like, one funny scene in there, but it was, like, unnecessary or he's interrogating the bad guy. And then when the bad guy's kind of, like, doing his little monologue and telling them what he's supposed to do. And all of a sudden, um, and this is while he, Ben Affleck's character is talking to his brother in this. And the bad guy's kind of, like, interrupting their conversation as they're, like, I guess negotiating something. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, uh, Ben Affleck's character just shoots the bad guy in the head and just stops talking. And after he shoots him, he just talks over to his brother and says, sorry. <laughs> it, was like really weird. It's like, it was really unnecessary. It was like, um, okay. It's like, I just got to end this conversation. Bang. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I've this theory is actually can be very, very believable just because a lot of claims and I kind of believe it a little bit myself. I believe it could be a part of him, but ever but be a lot of um, psychologists say we're all a little autistic. Mm. But this one can be this one I believe is very, very believable only because the way that he kills and the way that he walks, mm. the way that he tilts his head. Yeah. The iconic tilt of the head it's all very continuous and he does the same thing it's the same pattern yeah and the fact that he doesn't talk because some kids who are on the autism spectrum don't talk very often yeah they they are either very very high or very very low yeah so that one could be is actually very very believable yeah. in my opinion i agree and like going back to like the whole no talking thing, I did touch up on that when I saw the movie. Um, and because the evil doctor, I guess, like spoiler alert, there's like a guy there that you think he's a good guy, but he becomes like that evil doctor that wants to know what it's like to kill just like Michael Myers. I forgot his name, like Lupin or something. No, I could be wrong. You can Google it. We're not good. <laughs> but, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the guy was wanting to know, like, he knows that Michael Myers can talk. He just chooses not to. So he's trying to find, trying to get him to talk. And that's like the same thing with the reporters at the beginning. They're w wanting to talk to, what's her name again? Main character girl. 
Laurie Strode. Yeah, Laurie Strode. Sorry, I'm not gonna remember that. So <laughs> that's why you're here. Characters. <laughs> yeah, I've got no characters. I know some characters. I know Michael Myers, and that's who we're talking about today. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, they were trying to. The reporters were trying to get it. So they were trying to talk to her so that she could talk to Michael Myers and maybe get him to say something because nobody's heard him talk for like years, even when he was in jail as a kid because he killed his sister. He didn't talk after that. Of course you wouldn't talk because it's like a trauma traumatic thing. Uh, you just killed your sister and now you're going to jail and stuff. Like it would be pretty traumatizing at that point, and like realistically. So that, that's actually kind of why I have debunked this theory, at least for myself. Uh, anyone else can believe this theory. But I believe I de- I believe to debunk the uh, being autistic because like you said, and even in the movie, they said like he can talk. He just chooses not to. Yeah. But again, we don't know why. Mm-hmm. That's why I like just debunked the theory. And that's why I believe the. Um, the fact I th- I think the theory that I believe the most is just Michael is just the epitome of pure evil. Mm. Like, that's why he's called the boogeyman. Yeah. Because I believe the boogeyman, the word boogeyman, comes from basically calling him, like, the devil himself. Yeah. So I think think the theory that I believe probably the most is that Michael is just pure evil. Yeah, I I believe that theory as well. And it's just like... um... Like going back to the no talking thing, I think it was kind of funny that um, the guy the guy who wanted to get him to talk close to the, well, almost the climax of the movie, uh, and then the girl, well, they're in the they're in this van, and you find out that the doctor's evil, and he was one that, um, oh, yeah, the with when they find the granddaughter Allison. Yeah, when they find the granddaughter Allison, and then then you find out that um, he is evil, and he even puts on the mask of Michael Myers to know what it's like to kill somebody, and he kills that cop, and I was like, no, I don't want him to die. I kind of really liked the cop Hawkins. Yeah, he, he was, was a cool character. Yeah, I really really enjoyed his character. I was really sad when they killed him off i'm just like shoot i wanted to kind of see more of him Mm. and then the sequel yeah yeah i I really enjoyed that character and well maybe he will come back i don't know probably not but i think he's actually proclaimed dead okay probably yeah he probably is because he did get stabbed i mean i he could be i could be totally wrong but from what i have seen at least four times in theaters and two separate times when i bought the dvd that yeah he's just completely dead which is sad and maybe he could have survived i'm hoping i'm just really hoping because he just he only got stabbed in the chest and he did get run over by a car but they only ran over his leg if i remember right it was on his they stabbed him in the neck really yeah there was like there's spots on his neck oh so then they they may have totally blew out his went by the doctor that's sad oh well but yeah and i thought that scene when they were in the car with a girl, I thought that it was kind of comical for me, at least for me, because the girl was like saying that she knew what Michael said, like, and trying to, um, I guess, uh, what's the word? I guess he was tr- she was trying to persuade the bad doctor to, to not do what he's doing and stuff. And to so get him was, yeah, to, distract him, I guess. Yeah, to, so she can just get out of the car. Yeah. Cause all she wants to do is get out of the car and get away from Michael and the doctor. Yeah. I think his, I believe his name is Dr. Dr. Doris. I could, could be, be totally wrong. We'll look it up later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And 
but yeah, and it was a good distraction. But it was kind of, to me the reason I thought that it was comical was like as she was like saying, "Yeah, I know what his first word was," and stuff like that. And then as she's about to tell the doctor, Michael Myers comes to and he wakes up. And then right at that point, she's like, she says the f word, and sort of like so I'm all like thinking, so is his first word the f word? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that actually was pretty comical. Mm -hmm. I found really interesting in that scene is the fact that when when he woke up, the the doctor, he brought up the name Judith Myers, which is Michael Myers' older sister. And it happened as soon as he said Judith Myers and he woke up. Huh, I did not notice that. Yeah, I noticed that, so I'm wondering if it's like if that's some sort of trigger for him. Could be. Like I used to work at like a boys' troubled home, and we learned those type of terms of like being triggered and stuff. And some of the boys there, bless their hearts, like they're just there to try to do good and stuff. But they would um, claim that they get triggered in certain ways. I I knew even one boy that was triggered by um, certain T-shirts, like. If it was a T-shirt that had Green Day on it, he would be triggered, and I was like, "And I had a Green Day t- T-shirt one time, so I couldn't wear that anymore." So I was like, "Oh, okay, fine." So yeah, I agree. Like, if there's something that um, the name triggers somebody or a certain act, then yeah, that could be it, the benefactor for triggering him to go a wall, or um, I guess I don't know, but yeah, I think it is a trigger, like you said. All right, right now we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. I'll be back. And we're back. Did you miss me? Yeah, there's also another theory that says Michael Myers is also triggered by sex. True. Because basically in the original movie in 1978 is that he was known as the babysitter killer. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed throughout the first movie and this movie is that he's not really a babysitter killer. Yeah. He he goes around and kills just whoever's in his way just to get to an end goal. Yeah. So I wouldn't say he's a babysitter killer or that he's triggered by sex in any way. Yeah. Maybe I'm sure there is something psychological that does get him to target those certain people just because of what happened in the first movie but who who really knows yeah. well maybe he's not triggered by that well it's a, it's a really good theory like i i agree like it's part of the trigger the other thing i'm thinking is like maybe he's triggered by neglect because when he was ne- he when he was a kid he was neglected um like his sister was supposed to babysit him but she was doing something immoral and I guess that triggered him because he's like, that's bad. Or maybe his mom, I don't know, was saying, like, you shouldn't have people over for babysitting and stuff. And so when he saw that that was happening with his sister babysitting and he was like, well, I can't have any of this because mom doesn't like this. And then she, and then he kills his sister because of what she did is, like, neglect. So it's kind of like with Jason Voorhees, if you think of it that way. The mother in uh, Friday the 13th, the first one, you find out that she was a killer and it wasn't somebody else. And she was triggered because the her child, Jason Voorhees, was neglected at Crystal Lake. Nobody was watching um, him 
when he was swimming and he drowned. And the reason that happened was because the camp people there that were supposed to watch him or watch the oh the camp counselors the camp counselors yeah they were doing something inappropriate and they weren't watching Jason they're he was neglected so I think that could have been the trigger of like him being neglected at a young age and he and then when he comes back and sees babysitters being um not being aware of their the people their the children that they're babysitting and then he kills them because they're doing something wrong and same thing happened in the 2018 sequel um the babysitter was breaking the rules she wasn't supposed to have somebody come by and because of that the boogeyman uh, J- uh michael myers i almost said jason Voorhees came in <laughs> yeah that'll be kind of a crossover that would be a funny crossover <laughs> it hasn't happened yet so far it they've had like a freddy versus jason but it'd be cool to see like a jason versus michael so we'll see what happens i'm sorry but i think michael myers would win <laughs> i think so too and i did an episode on this and so far like michael myers no yeah um jason Voorhees won in my like um slasher account thing like with body counts and how many times he's died and stuff and and if you need want to hear that you can in my other episode and it's just like going over all the slasher killers like who was a king and jason Voorhees won spoiler alert but michael myers was really close the only thing that was like stopping him was like the body count because he was um lower by like maybe 15 or something i can't remember but he was like they were like really high like they had the highest body count in all the slasher killers but yeah i think michael myers would probably win i agree with you because he hasn't died yet and jason Voorhees has died so many times but he's basically a zombie if you think of it that way and and michael myers is still kicking especially from rewriting all those sequels but yeah yeah because he's the boogeyman agreed and like um he's the embodiment of evil he's like evil in a body so yeah for the most part um what you were saying before i totally don't remember what you said but it was something about oh it was something it was like breaking the rules oh yeah of like have like like you said like his sister had a boy over Mm -hmm. doing very unclean things and it goes back to i think that kind of goes back to like the autistic theory yeah was because a lot of autistic kids i'm not saying all but a lot of them at least personally that i know are very like as soon as you give them a rule they're gonna follow it to a t that's true so that totally would make sense mm-hmm. that but i still believe that i totally at least for me i have debunked that he is autistic yeah i agree like i think that that does play a role in that and let's see what else was like interesting about uh the movie here oh one thing that was well, it was kind of weird, though. Like, that whole uh, scene when he... Before he gets his mask, he does kill some guys in some mechanical shop. Mechanic shop, And one thing that kind of threw me off after watching it and re- realizing that... Um, the One of the... Well, the girl reporter, she goes in the stall, at, in the bathroom stall. And then the... And then Michael Myers fo- follows her in there. And all of a sudden, um, he tries to break in, but she says, it's occupied. And then instead of breaking in again, he just um, um, puts his fist over the stall and then drops some teeth in there. So I think that it was like, why collect the teeth? It was my thing. Like, 
so he's a boogeyman and the tooth fairy. <laughs> so I'm just like wondering what's going on here after watching it so many times. Surprise, the tooth fairy. Yeah, I am not the boogeyman. I'm the tooth fairy now. <laughs> so that was like that one scene that was like, like it was cool watching it and, and kind of menacing, but at the same time I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, I find that really interesting too. I think it was just for shock factor. In my opinion. Yeah. I, and it, I think it did like the first time around, but I think the second time after watching it, I find it more comical now. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Like, I think, yeah, I think it was more just for shock value because yeah. I saw, that was like very out of character when I saw that. True. I'm just like, this is... He didn't do that in the first movie at all. He didn't do anything like that. Yeah, I was just like, this, this, this has to be just for the movie. Yeah. But... I, but like yeah like you said like it, looking back at it like didn't you bring that up that is pretty comical yeah. <laughs> and that's like like one of the things i like about some scary movies is um some of them can be funny like like unintentionally but like i'm watching again and you, if you watch it with your friends and stuff like that if you watch it alone you can find some funny stuff but if you watch it with your friends it's more fun and you find things that nobody else does and when people point it out you're like oh glass shattered really did that really happen and stuff so oh i know that was yeah i like watching it alone just because every time i watch it at least by myself i notice different things mm. like every time i've seen it in theaters or the two times that i've seen it on dvd i have noticed different things mm. and i'm just like wow that's really interesting and like that got me thinking more this is why i love this movie so much is because there's so many factors to certain characters yeah. So in the 2008 Halloween, when Hawkins tries to run over Michael, why doesn't Michael try to... There was a 2008? Oh, wait. 2018. 2018. My bad. I'm so sorry. But yeah, in the the 2018, Hawkins tries to run Michael over, you know, and he's on the street. They found Allison already. So he's walking on the street, and they finally find Michael, and Hawkins tries to run Michael over with his car. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael doesn't move. Yeah. Like, does that, like, kind of, that to me, that kind of seems just like he's just kind of unaware that he's just, he only has one goal in mind, mm-hmm. and that's what he's going to do. Regardless of what happens to him, he's going to keep moving. Yeah. So what do you have to think about that? Because I, I found that very interesting. Hmm. Like, I think, yeah, I think he has a goal, and I think we meant, we talked about this, uh, uh, like a while back when we were first watching the movie. Probably. And, um, but, um, cause, um, he was just, like, I don't remember much. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, <laughs> but like, um, it was a while ago, Yeah, but there was like one thing that, um, sparked it an interest on there was, um, like he was, like you said, he was uh, nicknamed the babysitter killer, but we've already debunked that he wasn't. He was just like, uh, I guess, he had his kind of like moral compass, if you will, of like if somebody's breaking rules, he kills them or something like that. It's kind of like all those horror movie cliches, like you don't do anything inappropriate and you'll get killed or something if you are if you say you're you'll be back, you won't be back. Kind of like all those like uh, stereotypical horror movies that you'll find in Scream, the movie Scream, because one of the characters there he like goes through all the rules and it makes sense. Like it's all those horror movie. Um, stereotypes that will get you killed in a slasher movie and anyway um i was going on with that but yeah his end goal was 
he was trying to get what's her name? Laurie Strode. Yeah, Laurie Strode. He was trying to get her, but he failed. And because he failed, that became that then becomes his end goal, his drive, his way of like um, finishing what need to be started. Like kind of like with Kylo Ren, like I'll finish what you started, type of thing. And I think that is now his drive. Yes, like killing all those babysitters or people that are misbehaving, like breaking all those uh, his um, stereotypical horror movie tropes. He does go after those, but his biggest drive is the one who got away. Yeah, it's very true. And actually, uh, it was really interesting that you said that with that he would like, yeah, we've discussed that he wasn't the babysitter killer. But, like, he wasn't necessarily even killing people who were breaking the rules. Yeah. He, they, they were pretty much just in his, in his like, e- either in his way or he just was just like, I can probably kill this person. Yeah. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. But, like, who, like, who really knows? Like, I, I think the character of Michael Myers, I think, is just so complex that I don't think anyone's really going to understand. Mm-hmm. But that's why I like him. Okay. <laughs> and, and I agree. Like, um, um. And even in the 2018 uh, sequel, he just kills people that are in his way. Like, he just, it's kind of like random, almost. But they're in his way because his goal is to get um, the babysitter who got away. And if you're in his way, he's not going to care about it. He's not going to push you away. He's just going to kill you. If you're in his way, if you're going to stop, try to stop him, he will kill you. So. Yeah, I found also very interesting that he doesn't try to kill kids i think that's only because just of his psyche of when he was a child i think i think that's probably why like i remember when he killed that poor old woman mm. with a hammer and he goes around around the house and there's a baby crying oh, yeah. in a crib and but he just completely he looks at the baby and moves on mm. and like even on the street with like when the two kids not accidentally knock into him he kind of just shoves it off and just like okay i'm gonna go into this next house yeah. like he doesn't necessarily go in house to house to like kill like i wouldn't say adults but yeah and most of his killings i've noticed are more private like um let's see like for example like when he mentioned that he didn't he doesn't like kill kids like i agree like with the baby thing the baby incident of like him just walking by the crib and not doing anything which was like um a way of like showing kind of like his moral compass in a way that he's not going to kill anything innocent like that because they haven't done anything wrong yeah i was about to say i think he kind of notices how how pure and innocent kids are yeah so i think that's why he's like you know what these kids haven't done anything wrong yeah like i said before it's a very he's a very complex character and what's interesting is like he does kill a boy if you remember like um when the um the oh, from, people in jail in oh, jail from, but, 19, from the 1978 one the original no i uh, like he does kill one i can't remember if oh he wait did. no he oh wait he hurts that boy but he doesn't kill him oh probably i can't remember but um in the 2018 one like when all the inmates are escape they escape from the buses and stuff like that um there's like uh, this boy and his grandpa are driving in a car and they see all these inmates inmates walking on the street Oh yeah, that w- oh yeah, it was the boy and his dad. Yeah, the dad right. gets killed, but he gets killed off camera, and the boy gets strangled by Michael Myers. Yeah, I think that was more of just like this kid's in my way and I need the car. Oh, I think yeah. that's when it's the only 
option. Yeah. I don't think he wants to because, again, it's a kid. I think he kind of sees them in a different way. Mm-hmm. But if you, again, if you're in his way, he's he's most likely going to kill you. Yeah. And like those kid, those trick-or-treaters that he bumps into later on, they weren't necessarily in his way. They were just like, they bumped into him and he's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, they're just like, they're like, oh, sorry, sir. And it just didn't phase them either. Like he was, they just thought that he was like in a Halloween costume when he was like wearing the uh, William Shatner mask. (laughs) Yeah, also, also next question I would like to discuss. Okay. How does Michael Myers know how to drive a car? This has been blowing my mind for so long. I'm like, this makes no sense whatsoever to me. Because even in the original, he knows how to drive a car. I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't think he ever got his license because he's been in a mental institution for years since he was eight. Mm. How does he know how to drive a car? (laughs) That is a good question. There was like a... um... (laughs) If you go on like um, screen rent, yeah, I I honestly don't know really, because oh. um, maybe he could have learned it from one of the inmates there, but still, um, they, yeah, that's kind of like mind baffling because they even say that okay, I mean you could show him how to drive and stuff, but you still have to communicate somehow, and since he hasn't like talked since the since he killed his sister, it's like wondering like. He probably can talk, but he just chooses not to. Or he, if he does talk, we don't know about it. Like, he probably talks to himself or something like that. But, and he breathes, so we know that he he has vocal cords. So, but, but um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Like, uh, that is a very good question. And it's kind of like one of those uh, plot holes you're like, and it needs to be answered. Hopefully it'll be answered in the sequel. They'll find out. Like maybe they'll do like a flashback of like how he learned how to drive or something. I don't know. That would be so iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Michael or <laughs> teaching Michael Myers how to drive. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> or like maybe while he was there, like after he was arrested as a boy and stuff, and one of the inmates is using him to try to escape. And then while they're trying to escape, um, he teaches them how to drive and stuff. And then they get caught again or something like that. And then they be put back. That would be the only flashback plot hole to fill if they were to do something like that. But I don't know if that's going to help. They pro- I honestly don't think that they're going to do it just because I think it's just a question that's just, again, very interesting, I think, just to a lot of people, including myself, just because, again, like he probably could have figured it all on his own. There's also been a theory that's saying that Michael just has a very, very high IQ hmm. and that he can't handle everything that he knows and how he learns. So I think that's why that might be answering the question of if Michael Myers knows how to drive. <laughs> True. Well, then again, like um, some people, like some people who have aut- who are autistic, they are geniuses. So it could be very well that um, that could be a plot hole that was filled. Like the reason he learned how to drive a car so fast was because of his autism. Yeah, that's very very true. Because I also work at a uh, I work at a residential treatment center for teenage boys. Also, like love them to death. I really really do. I have really have grown a heart for those boys. And, but yeah, after a certain age, we actually teach, we teach them how to drive. Like they go through the whole driver's ed thing. So that could have possibly been it. But like in a a hard mental institution like that, Mm -hmm. I don't think that would be possible, especially in the late seventies. True. You got to think about like, uh, you got to think about the time. You got to think about the times. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I think the only way that that pothole could be filled was what I mentioned earlier, is that he may have escaped with one of an older inmate that taught him how to drive while they were escaping, and then they got caught later on. That's one thing I can think of if they're going to do a flashback for that, which would be cool. <laughs> yeah, there's also another question that I just actually just came up with, is that when he's in the institutions, why doesn't he try to escape? Huh. That's a good question. Just because, like, because, like you said, he has a goal. The Lorgstro, the one who got away, he obviously wants to kill her, mm-hmm. but he's stuck in the institution. So why doesn't he try with like all of his power that he can to get through to get through security and get out? Maybe this can answer the question. Um, have you seen or heard of the movie Watchmen? Okay, there's a character in, the, in there, his name is Rorsatch, and he has a mask that's basically like a Rorsatch blink, uh, ink paper thing. But anyway, his mask changes, and it gave him kind of like his identity and also his power of like um, being a vigilante. He was kind of like Batman with that mask, and he nobody knew in the comics and also in the movie, nobody knew who he was. And he kept his identity a secret and stuff. He only showed up like wearing that Rorsatch mask. And um, it gave him power and also gave him that identity. There was even a scene where um, the police capture him and they take him to jail. And as they're getting ready to take him to jail, they take off his mask. And he just profoundly just yelled like, don't take my face. And that was like part of him because um, he... Um, that was who he knew. That's like, like the mask was him. He was a mask type of thing. And it could be the same thing with um, Michael Myers when he was in jail and didn't have that mask because it was it was him. And when he finally got the mask, he had to he had to escape. But the only way he escaped was because of the doctor, if you remember that. Yeah. And because I to- I totally believe the doctor was all over that bus. Yeah. Because. He even kind of like explained how he wanted to see Michael's, Michael Myers, just in, in 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 his environment. Yeah. Like he wanted to see. So, we all know that yeah. that doctor did it. Okay. Yeah. We we all know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, no. Well, I guess it hasn't been proven, but we all speculate. You know. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and and I would say like um going back to like the Rorschach like parallel is that um maybe when he was in jail he didn't have his mask so he didn't have full control of like escaping and but once he had a way out and the doctor made it possible with that escape then he was able to try to find his mask that the reporters had and once he put it on then he was in full control i think oh yeah that's very very true i actually even noticed that just the fact that we were talking about like how the mask has like some sort of power mm. like if you i don't it, i'm pretty sure you remember but when the two reporters come in and they go see michael and one of the reporters pulls out the mask you could see the reactions of all the other inmates yeah they're freaking out but michael is kind of just standing there i think psychologically he knows that the mask is there mm-hmm. and like he can probably feel it like just like the reporters that you can feel it yeah you can feel it can't you so, yeah, I think the mask definitely is, like, like you said, a part of Michael for sure and just how much power it is just because how, how all the other inmates even reacted. Yeah. 
and and the weird part is like I don't think any of their inmates were like there long enough to know his history and stuff so when they like feel that presence of the mask being there they like just know that it's not good it's bad voodoo and stuff like that so bad voodoo yeah. <laughs> I really like that bad voodoo yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I made it up or did I I don't know that's so funny <laughs> All right, right now we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. I'll be back. And we're back. Did you miss me? What other questions? Is there any other questions that you have? Um, the ending I thought was really cool. Like, oh, I, I really liked the ending. Yeah, I, I, I love. But I also hated it at the exact same time. <laughs> Yeah, it's bittersweet. Because I kind of wanted him to die, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, and now we're going to get two sequels after this. I can't remember what they're called, but it's like Halloween Kills and Halloween Dies or something. Um, yeah, I thought they were only going to do one, but there's going to be two. Yep, there's going to be two. I really hope they're not trash. <laughs> I hope not either. I hope they're not uh, going to be milking it. So uh, we'll talk about the ending, and then we'll talk about what we will be expecting for the sequels yeah. so the ending i really liked but also it was like a bittersweet like um um because it because kind of, prior to watching halloween i watched uh it chapter one and close to the end like i knew like from watching it that there was going to be a sequel because they just the director did a good job of like splitting those two movies in half having the first movie take place in the 80s and having it the clown deal with the kids at that age and then it chapter two taking place 27 years earlier uh later and yeah earlier no later and then they would deal with it as adults and i thought that was a perfect way to have uh, two movies instead of having like flashbacks go back and forth which they did in it chapter two but it wasn't as much and they're just like revisiting things that were mentioned in the book but anyway with it chapter one close to the end of the movie you would hear the laugh of it like pennywise right. and you would know like oh it's not the end there's going to be a sequel obviously i knew that because i read the books and i uh, watched the tv series so i knew that 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 they weren't done yet and then with uh halloween and you get to the end of credits and then you start hearing michael myers breathing so then you know oh he's still alive I know, actually, the first time I saw the movie in theaters, I actually didn't catch that. I don't know how I didn't catch that. But then when me and you saw it together, so when I saw this in the second time, that's when we heard the breathing, and he's and you just lean over to me. He's just like, he's still alive. And I'm just like, no, he's, no, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. I'm just like, are you kidding me? No, he's not. I'm just like, oh, crap, he is. <laughs> Like inside of me, I like I kind of died a little inside, <laughs> but also I was kind of excited. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like um, like I'm gonna have to do another episode on this on like um best um audio sounds for like end credits because that was one it chapter one and even like um I'll even do like the trailer for like right uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker because the trailer for that one you heard the laugh of Palpatine at the end so it's like oh he's alive or like he's coming back somehow like an evil force ghost or something like that or a sith ghost but we don't know so that's like the best thing about that ending is like it shows that there's more to the story and he's 
um, coming back in the second one. And obviously there's going to be a two sequels. We know that for sure. So talking about the sequels, what do you think is going to happen in the sequel? Um, I think, I think, or what do you want to happen in the sequel? Actually, one more question before we get, yes, to, we can do that yeah. before we get, before we get to what we want to see. Um, how do you think Michael survived the fire? You know how he, when he's, tra- when he's trapped in the basement, Yeah. how do you think he survived? Cause I still can't, I still can't figure it out. The only thing I can think of is like, um, cause my grandma, I forgot her name again. Uh, I'm terrible at this. Laurie Strode. Yeah, Laurie Strode. Uh, let me just say that three times. Laurie Strode. Laurie Strode. Laurie Strode. Now, now she's going to show up in your bathroom mirror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I said three times. But we didn't say in front of a mirror. But we didn't say in front of a TV screen that's reflective. <gasps> oh, no. Rub your life. <laughs> but anyway, um, because she was in the basement, and when Michael Myers was upstairs, um... She used a shotgun and shot through the 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 floor. So I'm thinking that maybe he saw the hole and he climbed his way out. He's a tall guy, so I don't think it would be too hard for him to um, climb out of that. He would have to break through it, obviously, before the flames um, engulfed him and stuff like that. So that's the only thing I can think of, unless he found like another way out of there. Because those are the only openings other than... Um, the stairway. The stairway is kind of an opening, but he would have to break through those um, metal bars. Yeah, metal bars that were just made there, and they may. She may have accidentally left some tools there in the basement for him to use to get out. That's the only thing I can think of. You, your jaw just dropped. What are you thinking now? Oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense now because I've been trying so hard for like pretty much like over a year to like figure this out. Yeah, because I'm just like, there's there's no way. There is no way because she pretty much like blew up the whole house. It's all engulfed in flames. Like maybe he could dig himself out Mm. if he wanted to. But yeah, I guess like, like you said, with the tools that are probably down in the basement, that probably makes a little more sense. Yeah. Wow, my mind is really blown right now. <laughs> but, you know, the, I don't think they'll... It wouldn't be cool if they showed how he escaped, but then again, it would be, but I think it would be best if they didn't show how he escaped because um, I like mystery, so I think it would be cool if they, they just like know that... We just know that he escaped. We don't know how, but... Maybe for a deleted scene for a DVD commentary, they'll explain like how he escaped or something like that. But for now, I just like the mystery and just be like, you create your own theory of like how he escaped and we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, I actually, if the creators like actually do come up and explain it, I kind of don't want him to, to be honest, just because like you said, it's a mystery and it's Michael Myers. He can pretty much almost survive anything at this point. Yeah. Unless if you actually, I guess, blow his brains out. I don't know. I don't know what else to say in terms of trying to like, trying to just say how he escaped of all of all these things and how he survived but also another thing i this was about a i it was about a year when we saw it and when i told you when michael gets trapped he all when he looks up at them it's kind of he kind of almost looks sad and begging for mercy and like like telling him like i don't want to like please like i don't want to die right now it's like it's not my time yet i don't and it's hard to show that emotion behind that mask but he did kind of 
in a way showed that unless they changed the mask to look like that i don't know but yeah i saw that too i don't know that's what i saw like immediately i'm just like why does he like to me i was like why does he look so sad like even with the mask on i think it was the way that he was positioned and the way he was like looking down and the way he was looking up i'm like why does he look so sad like why that's kind of like uh i think we talked about this a while back but even like um it was, she was like the babysitter that got away, so now she, she's the goal. He needs to kill her to kind of like feel complete or satisfied, I think. And I'm, I'm now like wondering like what's going to happen if he does kill her? Like, because he almost did a number of times in that movie, and even the sequels that don't really count now. But um, it's now going to be like a definitive like button, like what is going to happen if Michael Myers does kill her or kills her family or something like that. What What's going to happen, I guess? I think he's going to go after the rest of the family. He's going to go after Lori's daughter and the granddaughter. granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I honestly think. As much as like I want Lori Strode to stay alive, I would kind of almost like to see... like. I don't know. It's really sad to say, but I would kind of like to see her kind of move on mm-hmm. and kind of having the family kind of finish what she started. Maybe have her for maybe one more movie, and then the next movie, it's like the daughter and the granddaughter have to deal with it, and yeah. like they have to do it. And yeah, I think I would. I think I would really like that. I think so too. Like uh, I think that might happen in the first sequel. From that, like maybe she will get killed, and then. It'll give um, the daughter and also the granddaughter a drive to kill Michael Myers because he killed her. And that might happen. In yeah, that and that's what she's been doing, like, her whole life pretty much. Like, she's pre- been preparing and trying to kill him because, again, he's just the embodiment of pure evil. And we are, as humans, we are drawn to light than we are to dark so it's like we immediately want to destroy the darkness Mm. i think at least that's my at least to me that's my theory yeah i totally agree so that's one thing that we think will happen in the sequel is that Roy strode is going to get killed so and might happen in the first sequel of that and then Or or maybe not necessarily get killed by michael but maybe maybe have her in the first movie like have her still be alive but maybe have her just pass away of just natural causes even like and it's kind of almost up to the the daughter and the granddaughter to be just like we need we need to finish this for her Mm. we need to finish it yeah because it's just because it's almost like too painful to kind of leave it at that because it's just been like pretty much pretty much their life is pretty much a horror movie Mm. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I agree. Oh, the other thing that I think will be kind of interesting, but this is just a theory of what I what I think might happen in the sequels is, um, if you remember in the 2018 one, um, there are a bunch of mannequins that uh, Laurie Strode. Is that right? Yes. Okay, good. I'm saying it right. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I said it three times. It works. <laughs> but anyway. There's a scene where she's um, in front of a lot of mannequins, 
And they all are like um, motionless mannequins, no faces and stuff like that. Oh, those freaked me out so bad. I'm like, oh, where is he? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially in that room. Yeah, I remember that. But like, The way it, that he even like moved the hand and like brought it back and then moved it again. <laughs> I'm just like... Oh man, you're just playing with her now, okay? Don't don't do this. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, close to the beginning of the movie, she does like um, use mannequins as like um, like firing, and she shoots at the mannequins for like practice because she wants to get ready for Michael Myers. And then even the scene where the granddaughter is alone in the woods, and then all of a sudden she is in front of a lot of mannequins, and she gets scared and traumatized. After that, she screams in the woods and. I think those two scenes are like a foreshadow of what's going to happen in the second one. Cause, um, I think like, because the inmates were released and all, and not, I'm, I'm assuming not all of them were captured. So I'm wondering if there's going to be like a team of Michael Myers or something like that, that there's going to be like, you know, kind of like a, a, the three amigos, copycats, maybe like people like um, finding William Shatner masks and just putting them on and have like an army of Michael Myers and fighting them off, something like that. Because there's kind of a foreshadow of that with the doctor, if you think about it that way, because he wore the mask and he wanted to become killer just like Michael Myers. So there, that might be an indication of a foreshadow that there will be more like an army of Michael Myers coming after that, after the family i mean that's scary if you think of it that way and the same thing happened with um dracula like the book dracula um i forgot who the author was well it was bram stoker but there was like another author that was inspired by dracula the book and he wrote um i am legend and when he was writing it there's like a commentary that i was listening about the author who wrote i am legend and if I'm not a huge fan of the Will Smith version of I Am Legend. I like the Omega Man with Charleston Heston, that one more. But because the Will Smith one is more, they are more like zombies. And the Charleston Heston one, the Omega Man one that was in the 70s, I believe, that one was more vampires. Anyway, the author of I Am Legend, was when he was reading Dracula, he was thinking that it would be scary to have... It's scary to have, like, one Dracula, but how scary would it be to have uh, an army of Draculas or an army of vampires? And that's why he, he wrote I Am Legend for that. And he, that author actually inspired uh, George A. Romero to do, like, zombie movies because of that. Oh. So that's why I'm thinking, like, maybe it would be scary. It's scary enough to have just one Michael Myers killing people, but think of, like, an army of Michael Myers. I think they actually did that for one of the awful, awful sequels. Oh. They oh. actually, well, at least the they were scientists, I believe. Anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen them in years because I don't like to watch them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think they were like create. They were trying to create an army of Michael Myers. I honestly don't think that they're going to. Mm. I just believe that was just more of just adding trauma, I think, to yeah. the, the granddaughter Allison character. I think that's just a trauma traumatization. Yeah. So, I, yeah, they did try it. I don't think it might. I don't think it will happen, to be completely honest, because mm. they've tried it before and it failed. If they try it again, it'll probably be better. I don't know. <laughs> that could be true. The director of the new Halloween or the 2018 one was pretty dang good. Yeah. He did a good job. <laughs> even though, like, you, even though ugh, the stupid freaking critics, they do not know what real good movies are. 
they actually didn't give 2018 Halloween a good rating. They didn't give him a good rating. Strange. It made me angry. I'm like, do you not realize how much money they made off of this movie and how good it was? Mm-hmm. Like, because they erased all the other awful sequels and they just focused on 1978 and 2018. Yeah, and I like how, um, like, because I haven't seen the sequels, but the sequels did mention that Laurie Strode was um, possibly Michael Myers' sister. And then in the the sequel that rewrote all the sequels basically said that it was a myth and a rumor and stuff. And I liked that. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I like, yeah, I was actually, that's actually, there was a lot of things that like, I really, really liked about the, about how they like debunked and, but they also referenced a lot of stuff from like the first Mm -hmm. original Halloween. I really, really liked that. That was, I think that was really cool how they like just debunked after debunk after debunk and reference after reference after reference. Oh, speaking of references, there there was one that kind of uh, caught my eye. Well, the two actually. Um, uh, there was one where um, <laughs> this is gonna bring some good memories. Like remember Dave? Like you're gonna die, Dave. Oh yes, that was great. I love that little boy so much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the the uh, Dave character. Um, he how he died spoiler alert if you haven't seen it but he died the same way one of the characters died in the first one like he got a knife into his neck and was just in the wall like pinned to the wall literally pinned there just laying there in the wall and the same thing happened in the first one if you remember right like oh, michael myers one of the teenagers yeah he pinned the guy in the wall and just he just stayed there and i think that's like art in a way because it's like how do you get a knife to pin a guy and have him just stay vertical on the wall like yeah, that? Al- yeah, also, this also actually kind of brought up another, another thing in my mind. With Michael Myers, when he, like, does that, or, like, even if he just is, like, laying someone like, on the floor, he looks at it, looks at them like it's art. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, yeah, that was he just really, tilt his head too. Like, well, not only does he tilt his head, but he just stands there and just looks at them, just like as if they're art. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and another thing, another. It's okay. like it's like he's admiring his work. That's true, and some killers, like in real life, they 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 do do that. It's like they do admire their work, which is creepy. But yeah. Yeah, they're psychopaths. <laughs> yeah. But another reference that I thought was interesting was like um, Dave's uh, girlfriend. I forgot her name. The she was also a babysitter. He was babysitting um, that one kid. And, oh right, right, right. And when she gets killed again, spoiler alert. Uh, it was another reference. It was a callback to the first Halloween movie. And in this one, after she gets killed, the police officer who uh, we didn't want to get killed, but he does, Hawk he Hawk. finds the bottle. Rest in peace, Hawkins. Yes, rest in peace. <laughs> but he finds her body, but the way he finds her is that she's in a bed sheet that looks like a ghost. Mm-hmm. And that's a reference to the first one because Michael Myers, he does dress up like a ghost uh, to kill after he kills the boy with the knife and just pins him to the wall. He then uh, approaches the girlfriend in there. From and, the 1978. Yeah, 1978. Yeah. And he's dressed in a ghost uh, sh- a sheet with holes in it. And when she's, like, asking him questions, he doesn't answer and just straight up kills her after that. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there's, like, two references in there. And they, they happen to, like, the characters, too. Like, uh, the boy gets killed by a knife in the first one. The same thing happens in the sequel. And then the girl gets killed 
in the first one, but he in the first one he's Michael Myers is wearing the ghost, the ghost shroud, and um, in the second one it's the girl that he kills is wearing it. So I think that's kind of interesting. And again, it's like art because he 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 even made little eyes yeah. out of her blood. Wow, I did not notice that, but yeah, yeah. he did. Like it's art to him. Like he put the bed the bed sheet to make it look like it was a ghost bed sheet. He even like stood her up. Yeah. Like uh, uh, like she is lean, like hunched over, but yeah. like ultimately she's sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. Has the bed sheet over, has the two eyes made out of her blood. It's like crazy. Yeah, definitely. It's like yeah, like you said it's art to him. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, do you have any other questions? I don't think so. Do you want to move on to um, what we think? Oh yeah, we can do one? that. Yeah. So, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I can't tell you what I was going to think, but yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I think, like I said before, I think Laurie Strode is going to come back mm-hmm. at least in. I think at least in the next one. I didn't even know there was even going to be two, but anyway, yeah, I believe Laurie Strode is going to come back in the next one. And I also believe her daughter and the granddaughter are going to be living with her. Mm. And I kind of think by the end of the movie that Laurie Strode is going to die, probably of natural causes, not by Michael Myers whatsoever. Mm. And then in the second one, I believe that the daughter and the granddaughter are going to have to finish what Laurie wanted to Mm. do, pretty much. I would kind of like to see more action from the daughter and the granddaughters because I think the daughter, because she was like raised to like shoot a gun when she was eight. She was taught how to fight, how to survive in the woods. And they could have flashbacks for that too, of like her preparation for that. Yeah, that is is very true. And she's going to have to teach her daughter now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she never taught her daughter that because she didn't want to. She wanted to not have that past brought back of like her upbringing with her mom teaching her how to survive she didn't want her child to have that at all yeah exactly so i think it's just a i think they're gonna get more involved which i think will i think will actually be pretty good because i think at this point it's just like we need to move on Mm. like we we as much as i think everyone has loved laurie strode i think it's time to move on and then find yeah pass the baton and then finally i think in the second movie i think they're ultimately gonna kill michael myers yeah I totally believe that just because it's been so long and they can't keep dragging on the story forever. That's true. And I have thought of that, like if they do kill him or like one of the things I do want to happen secretly, but I know it's not going to like (laughs) um, the army of Michael Myers. I think that would be more comical than scary, but like uh, I think that would be funny to see that happening. But like another thing that I think, I think would be cool is um, um, let's see. Um, probably see him talk or hear him talk, like his first words or something like that. Maybe. Or maybe even his last words. Yeah, maybe his even last his last words. words. Yeah, like before be he cool. dies, he could have like a last word of like saying something iconic that will rem- help you remember him or something like that. Like we get to hear who Michael Myers is, like his voice and stuff like that. Like we know he can talk. He just chooses not to. But it would be cool to actually hear him talk because in the first, uh, I guess the sequel, that was a thing. Like, they were trying to get him to talk, but it never happened. It would be cool to actually see it happen of him talking and have, giving evil voice, if you will, and seeing how sinister it's going to be. Or you find out that he actually sounds like Michael Myers from Shrek and stuff. That would be funny. I don't 
don't know if they're gonna give him like a sinister voice. It's probably gonna be like normal, like human voice. Yeah. Of maybe even like of sincerity, even because yeah. again, like like I said, when at least I noticed when they trapped him in the basement, he looked up almost like he was a like sad he was sad and yeah. he was almost like begging for mercy yeah because that also kind of also reminded me of kind of almost like when lucifer falls down into oh, hell yeah. it's kind of almost like that situation oh, almost like he it's almost like, like, like fallen angel like the fall yeah he has fallen like michael myers has finally fallen yeah but ultimately like obviously like at the end we hear michael's voice but that's ultimately what it reminded me of which i mm. thought was really cool hmm. that's a cool parallel i like that yeah, that's one thing that I hope happens, but if it doesn't, I'm not going to be butthurt or anything like that. <laughs> but it would be funny to hear, it would be interesting to hear his voice. And um, I do agree, like, I think he does have to get killed, like, to let the franchise die right there, and then maybe it'll get rebooted 10 years later. I don't know, but I oh, hope not. Oh, please don't. Please yeah. don't reboot it 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think once they do something that's like a, it's a, what's the word? Uh like we all know it's iconic but please we need to let it rest yeah. and have future generations enjoy the movies that we've already made yeah let the past die just just drop it right there that's the only thing i would do let people enjoy it okay yeah. it could be just an iconic movie just for generations and generations like that's why i don't like reboots very often mm. is just because it's like well the other ones were already so good why are we creating a reboot money but yeah that's true but i think they I, hollywood needs to do a better job of thinking about what the audience wants mm. and not just about making money that's what kills me about hollywood i agree like they have too many reboots and remakes and even unnecessary sequels but this long and they awaited sequel was actually really good i enjoyed that one it's like right up there with uh, The Force Awakens with Star Wars. That was a long-awaited sequel, and it was really good. I'll probably do an episode on what was the best long-awaited sequels later. But, yeah, so it's cool. The other thing is, like, yeah, I agree with you for um, that I think Michael Myers needs to die. But I'm also, like, wondering, like, maybe they'll leave it, like, an open ending, like, where we think he's dead, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's out still killing somewhere else or something kind of, like And kind of just let it kind of just linger but yeah. not create any other movies but just kind of let it linger yeah gotcha that, yeah that would, would that would be kind of cool actually yeah that would be kind of cool and i actually yeah because like you were saying like this reboot was actually very much needed but i think the reason why it was um much needed was because the director noticed that it was needed mm -hmm. and that in the story needed to continue just obviously with only with the original yeah but it's not he didn't really he would didn't necessarily do it for the money as i've watched interview after interview about about the halloween sequels i mean at least the newest one and he did it because first of all he knew that he they needed it and second he really just likes the story mm. like he's not doing it for the money he just wants the characters to come up to come back alive yeah. that's pretty much yeah. why they created it which I deeply appreciate because, like I said, Hollywood doesn't do a very good job. <laughs> they really don't. Yeah. Do better, Hollywood. <laughs> I agree. Enough with the reboots and remakes and unnecessary sequels. Unless it's like a sucky movie, then it's a good, be better. Like, for example, the sequels that came from Halloween. I haven't seen them. I am not interested in watching them. But from don't hearing about Kelsey, she it. told me that they are horrible. Don't so if it. they're terrible, <laughs> then, yeah, maybe do a, like a remake or... 
a sequel that's needed, like Kelsey said. And Halloween 2018 was needed, and it answered a lot of questions from the first one, and it did. A, it's like a good follow-up. Highly recommend it if you get a chance to watch it. And yeah, I think that's all we got to say about uh, Halloween, like what we liked about it and funny stuff. Uh, actually, did you... Oh, do you have a question? Actually, no, I actually have more. Oh, yeah, more. Actually, okay. I have a lot more that I like from the movie. Like, I actually took... I took so many notes, oh, yeah? dude. I took so many <laughs> notes. They, okay, so... Well, I actually... I really liked how they kept the original um, opening credit lettering, like, mm-hmm. from the original. Oh, yeah. That was really great. I really liked how they kept the original opening song, but they added a more uh, modern twist oh, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Like I thought it did feel like 80s or 70s a little bit, but still. Yeah, it was modernized. like it was like definitely like oh I remember this. Mm-hmm. Like that was really really cool. And also I liked like I think I think altogether just as a psychology major, I really like how psychological this movie is yeah. because again we don't know what Michael Myers is actually thinking. Mm-hmm. So then there could be so many things and just the psychology that goes into Lori Strode and how that affected her because I do believe she suffers from really bad PTSD yeah we obviously have seen that I really I and also from a huge huge on the spectrum for general anxiety disorder Mm. for sure and she also does have some alcoholism that she needs to work on yeah And yeah, the pumpkin rising, that was great because it was just showing a rebirth. And all the references, those were really great. And just, I have so many. Like, I literally took so many notes. I was just, because I just love this movie so much. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, oh, the house, Lori's house. Oh, yeah. That, that was, like was a, genius. Uh, yeah, you're, you're talking about the toy house too, right? No, not even the not even the toy house. Oh. Just Laurie Strode's house in general. Yeah, that was genius. Mm-hmm. At least to me, because I actually, I was reading a um, a quick little interview with the director, and he was saying that yeah, Laurie Strode's house was it's kind of almost like the from the movie Home Alone, but a horror genre. Interesting. Like, that's how he described Laurie Strode's house. So that was really, really cool. And I really liked the cutting between the scenes, how they did that. And also, I also watched, I remember I watched the deleted scenes. I'm really happy they didn't add those deleted scenes because they were very unnecessary. Okay. So, yeah, the deleted scenes aren't bad, but they're, if they were added to the movie, I think it was just, they were not going to be totally necessary which i really like that they didn't add that because again very very unnecessary oh i thought was well i thought what was really funny is that if you noticed the Lori's daughter Mm -hmm. she when on halloween night you know when we see her come from no the police come to her house and they're kind of saying that Michael's loose pretty much like Lori's there saying hey we need to go over to my house and then looking for Allison the granddaughter now the <laughs> she <laughs> Lori's daughter she's wearing a Christmas sweater oh did you notice that I think so she, yeah she was wearing a Christmas sweater huh. on Halloween 
I thought that was hysterical. So it's like a Nightmare on Elm Street reference or something. Or yeah. no, Nightmare Before Christmas reference, I guess. Yeah, it was just, I thought that was so funny. I was just like, wow, she really hates Halloween, doesn't she? <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Uh, also, I think I really liked the actor from Michael Myers in yeah. this one. Not even, not just from the 1978, but the newest one as well because not only did they have like i wouldn't say a newer actor but they had an actor who did play michael but they also included the old actor from 1978 to do some of like the walking that michael myers does um the head tilt and even the way when he falls down into the basement and he stands and he like almost like sits straight up yeah almost like a like almost like a zombie yeah just like in the first one where he was stabbed in the neck and then he comes back like just sits Stands up. up and then looks at Lori. yeah yeah and just the in the way that he picks up the hammer and the knife it's like those are the way like all those scenes that you see are actually from the original actor who played michael myers mm -hmm. from 1978 because they're just so iconic because that's just the way that he moves mm -hmm. There's really no other way to really even, like, describe that. Oh, another thing that I noticed when you were talking is, like, just I want to bring it up. Um, what I noticed is, like, um, yeah, they used the same actor from the 1978 version, or version, the original. But anyway, they used the same actor for Michael Myers, and you could see in, the, in 2018 Halloween that he's aged. He's got, like, less hair, and, um, you know, the cool thing is, like, you don't see his face. Like, you see part of it, but you don't see it completely. And when you do see, uh, if you look closely, you can see his eyes, and they're kind of, like, um, fogged over, if you think, if you look closely, and, like, almost like he doesn't have a soul type of thing. And another thing that I find interesting is, like, he, yeah, yeah, like, he is aged and stuff, but once he puts the mask on, it's like he's ageless because the the mask has like aged. It's weathered and stuff like that, but it's still the same mask as before. Like he's got the same facial expressions on the mask, the same hair and stuff like that. The only thing that's different is that it's slightly aged. But when he puts the mask on, it's like he's going back in time and um, uh, getting that energy back from when he was the killer the first time around. That, oh yeah, that's true. When you said the eyes are kind of glazed over, I actually believe it's only one of his eyes because yeah. in the original, like Lori stabs him in the eye. I think with a, I think it was with the coat hanger. I think, uh -huh. or that might have been that was when he was stabbed him in the neck. Yeah. But like you can actually see that in his mask too. Mm -hmm. Like when he gets stabbed in the neck, that hole oh, yeah. is actually there. Yeah, they really pay attention to detail with that. And I also really pay attention to detail because yeah. I love this movie so much. <laughs> but. Yeah, but like I really, I really, really appreciate that the original actor from 1978 who played Michael, it came back to do like the iconic walk, the head tilt, the picking up the knife, like all those things. It's just like, yeah, that's the character. Mm -hmm. So it's, it was very, like, very, very nice to like see that also. And just, I also really like the way they prepared Lori's character because mm -hmm. everything was so calculated and so like prepared because I, I think one of the coolest things I found in the house is when she was like searching for Michael, she goes from room to room. And as soon as she's done scanning one room, she, she like pulls a lever and it like, a, not even, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, a gate, yeah. 
but like something just drops down it's like it's very very heavy so it's like no one can get in and no one can get out yeah so that's like the whole house is it's not a house it's like a trap basically yeah it's a trap pretty much because yeah like she said this is not it's not a cage it's a trap that's right and let's see Oh, even at the beginning of the movie, I really liked how um, the original doctor, Dr. Loomis, Mm -hmm. he even called Michael it. Yeah. Saying that he's not even a human being. Just like as we talked about, we don't even really think Michael is really like a human. Yeah. Really. Like he's just an entity of pure evil. There's just so many things that I've noticed that I just really, really like that I just loved about this movie. Or have liked, because I've liked it. I loved it for years. I remember the first time I watched it, because my mother actually encouraged me to watch the original. Mm. And that's how I be- had love for it. And I saw it at a very young age, too, which yeah. is not normal for <laughs> me. Because, like I said before, I don't like scary movies. But this one was just so, it was so different that I yeah. liked. And that's that's why like I became like almost like, I wouldn't say a fanatic, but... Oh, I'm there. I'm almost there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. And, oh, then the most iconic line of all time. You're going to die, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. We, we laughed so hard when it happened. <laughs> the kid comes down. He's just, he runs out of the door, passes Dave, says, you're going to die, Dave. <laughs> it not only was it comical, but it was like a perfect foreshadow because it actually happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think we all knew yeah. that it was going to happen. And even in the movie theater, like everyone laughed. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah, they just laughed at his death rather than like mourned. <laughs> like as much as it's like sad just that line just made it so good it was so funny yeah i like that too that was pretty funny (laughs) was there any anything else that like stood out to you that you really liked um other than what i mentioned earlier i think not but yeah um uh, i would highly recommend watching this movie it's really cool um it's a good long wait sequel that was needed to answer questions for Halloween, the first one in 1978. And I actually can't wait for the, sec- the other two sequels to happen and see if there are any other questions that need to be answered. Um, yeah, com- that- coming out in 2020. Oh, yeah. 2020 and 2021. That's right. So back to back. So we'll hopefully get some like answers and stuff and i apologize in advance like um for butchering names or even uh, <laughs> um, even names for the characters and also names for the sequels because i know one of them is halloween kills i just can't remember what the other one is like i actually don't even know some of the names for these upcoming movies mm. i just know that there's gonna be sequels yeah but... like as as much as like i am a halloween fanatic it's like it's not that i go like i dive deep into it it's like i'm an i'm a, i'm also a human i yeah. like... <laughs> we make mistakes <laughs> yes we make mistakes but yeah i'm, I'm excited for the sequels they cool. should be awesome awesome well, i think that will be a wrap for our episode but uh tune us in with me next time as we talk more about uh whatever happens this is randomosity so random things will happen we'll be talking about movies movie theories books pop culture references or anything in general just anything that just happens to pop into my random brain and 
Kelsey, thanks you, thank you for taking the time to talk to me about this movie that we both enjoyed. It was really cool. Of course. I, re- I really appreciate you having me be here. Yeah, no problem. And then I'll record this too. <laughs> and make sure to like, subscribe, or share. Uh, do whatever you can. Become a Patreon or even just help me get some views going. So get the word out. It's Randomosity, and this is Rand, and this is Kelsey. And you guys have a good day. Bye.